Learner's Corner podcast. This is the podcast for lifelong learners where we learn about different people, organizations, events, and topics. My name is Kayla Mason, and I'm joined by my co-host, Todd Hixenbaugh. Today, we're going to be learning about living out your dreams, and we have a very special guest with us today. So today, we're going to be talking with a guy. His name is um, Ethan, and Ethan um, is really a great person to talk to when it talks about when, when we want to have the discussion about what it means to live out your dreams. So Ethan um, has had, had this, this really awesome idea um, of what would happen if he just left and, and hiked the entire, not a part, the entire Appalachian Trail. So the whole thing. And this is going to take him a really long time to do. And so what we wanted to do is talk with him about what does it mean to follow your dream? And like, what does it mean? What does it look like the process of kind of what you have to do to get there and, and the hard work and all of that. And so Ethan has a terrific story that uh, of just perseverance and, and fighting through and really not giving up on pursuing um, a dream that he had. And, and this is just a terrific story for us to hear. I mean, it's really encouraging. I know for me in particular, just hearing what his, his dream is, what his heart is, and the fact that he really, he's fighting for it and he's actually going to get to do it. Yeah, and your dream may not be uh, to hike the Appalachian Trail. It could be, but it probably isn't. But here's what Todd and I both noticed. If you're listening to this podcast, you have a dream. I mean, it may look be something completely different. It may be starting your own business. It may be, you know, starting a new job or whatever it may be for you. But you have a dream. And what we're hoping to do is that you can take some of the lessons that Ethan talks about in this interview and apply it to you in pursuing your own dreams as well. And we're going to join that conversation with Ethan right now. Well, joining us on the podcast today is Ethan Amarine. And Ethan, say hi to our audience today. Hey, everybody. Yeah, Ethan is joining us today, and you know, on this podcast, we're all about learning from different people, organizations, things, all that different stuff, and recently we heard part of Ethan's story and just wanted to record that on the podcast and kind of share it with you guys and just kind of tell you about stuff that he's going through and kind of stuff that he's been through. So, Ethan, do you mind just telling us kind of like what you're getting yourself into and everything? Yeah, so I guess to start off, the reason I'm here is because... In March of this year, I will embark on a through hike of the Appalachian Trail. And for those of you who don't know, the Appalachian Trail is the oldest footpath in the America, at least maybe the world. I might want to fact check that. But uh, it's 14 states. It covers 2,189.3 miles. Uh, and every year, uh, people try to through hike it. A lot of people section hike it. So I will be. Through hiking that, I've been preparing for a year, and I leave on March 17th, which is my 26th birthday. And what's through hiking again? Through hiking means you do the whole thing in less than a year. So what, how was the mile, what was the mileage on that again? It's almost 2,200 miles. Yeah, so that's insane. That's ridiculous. It's, it's pretty long. And are you going at this by yourself? Or? I am, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, and that's a lot less crazy than it sounds. Uh, most people do. Uh, like I said, a lot of people attempt to through hike. Actually, only 30% of people that start finish. However, I'll, like the majority of people that quit actually quit 30 miles in, believe it or not, because um, a lot of times people just don't realize what they're getting themselves into. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's a big endeavor. And a lot, most people actually do it in sections. Like my friend Rob, who I'll talk about more probably, his like, life dream has been to hike the Appalachian Trail, and he kind of turned me on to it. But he's unable to do that right now because of his job and family and stuff. But he's been, over the last several years, 
doing different sections and we've done different sections together and a lot of people just over 10, 15, even 20 years will try to, to hike the entire thing mm-hmm. like that way. But then like, so yeah, through hiking is when you do the whole thing at once pretty yeah. much. So. so in a sense, like you could stop one day for three days or something exactly. along those lines. The goal is just to finish within a year. Yeah. Yeah. So when you stop, I mean, typically when you're through hiking, it is like a, a one-time thing, but people do take breaks. Like if you, like any day that you don't hike, you call it zero, which means you go by mileage. So like 10 miles, 15 miles, 20 miles, 25 miles or a zero or a Nero where you only hike like two or three. Okay. But some people take those all the time. I've heard of people that have not taken a single zero. Um, they've every single day, they just hike a little bit of it. And, uh, but yeah, going by yourself, it's not as crazy as it sounds because there's a it lot of the people. pretty crazy. Yeah, well, like, so most people, when I talk to them, they'll say, I'll say, yeah, I'm hiking the entire Appalachian Trail. And they're like, oh, how long is that? And then I'll tell them, and they're like, whoa, I didn't know it was that long. And then they go, are you doing it by yourself? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, they just immediately have this image of me off in the woods by myself for six months, like going crazy, talking to myself with no one around and never coming into town. What's that movie with, with Tom Hanks? On the on the island. castaway, castaway like with that's, a, that's, like a, a, a volleyball, with the volleyball. <laughs> yes, like, so. well, I'm imagining you doing that. Like you're just walking, you find like an apple or something. You never know. And it like I don't know. Like, it's true. Like, like you think that your shoe is a phone or something, exactly. and you're like using it. That's and I'm sure I'm that doing. happens for sure. But yeah, so actually, a lot of other people do it, and. A lot. A big question I get is, well, what about food? Like, are you ha- are you carrying six months worth of food? And I'm like, well, no. You come into towns and you can you can get in with groups of different hikers and different people. So one of the beauty beauty beautiful things about going by yourself is you have the freedom to like get with a group of people and maybe you'll stay with them the whole time, or like you'll split ways. Like if you're going with another person, that sounds awesome and people do it all the time and that's great. I would maybe love to do that. But you're kind of t- like, what if you have different hiking routines or paces? Yeah. or you, you know what I'm saying? That, that could cause problems, especially when you're with someone in the woods right. for six months. So there's definitely a lot of freedom. And I can get into a little bit more. Like, it, this is very much like a personal journey for me. So me doing it on my own is kind of important to me as well. Right. So Yeah, and that's what we want to ask you about is like, what got this all started? Yeah. So I'm actually, I come from a a church background. Um, my dad's pastor, my brother's pastor. I grew up in the church, went to Bible college, worked at several different churches, and that's kind of been the trajectory of my life. And so up until 2015, I was working at a church in Wisconsin. I was the director of high school ministry there, and it was a great church, great people there. I still have many great friends there. Another friend of mine that actually hired me there is planning a church in Pittsburgh, and that's really cool. I've been in touch with him lately. So all that's great. But personally, um, I was kind of coming to a place where I didn't know if that's what I wanted to do. Um, and anyone that works in a church knows if you're not on board with that or passionate about it or whatever, it can really eat away at you and cause a lot of problems. And so for me, that was kind of building up for about a year of just kind of questioning things and if I wanted to be doing that. And it got me, and I was far away from home, and and I was just suffering from some pretty— I wouldn't say severe, but some depression, and it was starting to really impact my job and my decisions, and it kind of just came to a point where everything just, I just, I just stopped, and I just moved home, and that was the hardest experience I've ever gone through, and there's a lot of different factors of that that I won't necessarily get into here, but, but I went home immediately, <laughs> and 
I moved back in with my parents and I moved back to where I had grown up and gone to high school. And for a few months there, it was really bad because I felt like I needed to figure out a job, but I didn't know if I wanted to work at a church again. And I didn't, my whole education and life experience had led up to that. And so I felt very directionless, very purposeless, and I was really broken. I'd also, I'd gained a lot of weight. Um, I weighed more than I ever had, and I was completely dormant, and I was, it was just really bad. Uh, and I needed, I'm the kind of person that needs drive, and I need direction, and I need to work towards something, and I was just spinning. I got the job, I got a job at a coffee shop, and that was weird, because, I, I don't know, I just felt like in very many ways I'd just taken several steps back in my life, and I didn't know what to do. So, in the meantime, my best friend Rob, his life goal is to hike the Appalachian Trail. He's obsessed with it. He's been doing this for years, and we've talked about it some, and it was always something I thought about. Like, it was in my mind, but it wasn't something I ever thought I could do. And I remember when I first came back, he made the comment to me, because we were just talking about what I'm going to do. He's like, well, if it were me, I would work some jobs, do everything I could, and I would hike the Appalachian Trail. But he wasn't even saying that in like a, you should do this way. He was just Mm -hmm. literally like, that's what he would do in my situation in life. So that was on my mind. And then we were going to go do a section hike in Virginia and West Virginia together. Just He just asked if I wanted to go just as a fun thing to do. And I was like, yeah. So then that got me thinking more about it. And then um, I went and visited my friend David, in Kentucky, and we were talking, and I was just kind of telling him about where I was at in life. I was just like, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm, I don't have anything. I'm trying to find a job, but I'm not. And everything's just kind of broken and empty, and I don't know. And he, so we talked about that. And then right before I left, I, uh, I told him, I was like, sometimes I just think about taking six months and hiking the Appalachian Trail. And he was like, why don't you just do that? <laughs> He's like, just do it. And I, he just said that, and then I left. But then the entire drive back, my mind is churning. I'm starting to think about it. I'm 25, or I was about to turn 25. I didn't have a serious job. I didn't have a serious relationship with anyone. I didn't have a family to take care of. I mean, nothing in that way was holding me back. But I also didn't have the money, And I, but I had this huge record collection. And I thought, well, I could sell that. I'm starting to think of ways to make money, and I'm starting like, and everything, and just the excitement of actually doing it and what that would mean. And so, by the end of the drive, like it's like a four-hour drive, I, paid, I pretty much had decided, like, okay, I'm going to through hike the Appalachian Trail, like just, just like that. So I went and I told my parents about it, and the, everyone I told at first was really like sketched out, but I went and told Rob, and he, I, he, I didn't even have to tell him. I was kind of giving him the pitch, like, here's where I'm at in life, blah blah. And he goes, you're going to hike the Appalachian Trail, aren't you? And I was just like, yeah. So. Immediately from then on, it was just like a, it was like a 180. Like I, I was happy, I was excited. I started listening to all my records, started selling those. Which a lot of them, like it was a bit. I've been collecting these for years. It was a big deal, but it was just I didn't have the money, so I'm working at at the job and I'm selling my records. And then we go. So I'm all excited. On my 25th birthday, I announced to like Facebook and all my friends and stuff like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm selling my records in order to do it. And it was really awesome. But at this point, still weighed more than I ever had, wasn't exercising, had never hiked on the Appalachian Trail before. So, um, and I'm kind of just going through the whole thing. So feel free to ask questions or Mm -hmm. if you want to interject with anything. But, But then in May, early May of 2016, we went on our first section hike and we did a section called the Roller Coaster. And what that means is it was just a lot of ups and downs and high elevations and low elevations and all that stuff. And so I'd who got, did you go with? I went with my friend Rob. With Rob. So me and Rob went, 
and it was a wake up call, like big time, because I had some, I had even bought a lot of gear and stuff, but I hadn't done it. And I was struggling. Like, like there would be times where Rob was constantly up ahead of me and I was trying to catch up and I'd be going up a hill, like barely able to move. I mean, you, you, I would not be exaggerating if I just told you it was like a turtle, like, cause I couldn't go. And the whole time, and it was raining the whole time. Like It was, I mean, it was fun, but I was, I was thinking to myself, what have I gotten myself into? Because it's easy. It's a nice idea to go, like, to go hike the Appalachian Trail. Like, oh, you're out in the woods and you're having a good time. But, but it's hard. It's not easy. And I remember, like, the darkest moment. There's these places called hostels where hikers can stay sometimes. And there's this one called the Bear's Den. It's a legendary hostel. It's up in the mountains. And, and we were going to go there and stop to get, they had, like, ice cream and all this stuff. We were just going to take a break. And it was raining and it was cold. And I was just, I was just all I was thinking about was getting there. And we got there. And it was closed. And we're just standing there looking at the door and complete, like, Sounds of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel came on in the sky somewhere. And we just looked at it. And then we were just sitting under this pavilion with the wind and the rain blowing, like, eating peanut butter. And it was awful. Um, And I thought to myself, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And so, but then after that, we kept going. And we ended up doing the... uh, a crossing of the state lines from Virginia to West Virginia, and then we came over this huge, uh, like, view of all these trees and mountains, and it was a really high moment, and I thought, you know what? I want to do this. So we finished our hike, but I got back, and I just realized, I was like, I weighed over 260 pounds. It was completely dormant, and I was like, if I'm going to do this, I need to start working towards it. Mm-hmm. And that's when my psyche and my motivation really got good because I started running and I started eating better. And I was still selling my records. And that's when I started to get healthier. I started to lose weight. I started to see a change. I started to be able to run one mile, two miles. I was working towards running a 5K. And that's when things really started to take a turn. Uh, I ran my first 5K of my entire life with my mom (laughs) because she had never run a 5K either. So we kind of worked towards it together. And then we did another hike two or three months later in the Great Smoky Mountains. And this time... I weighed less with my pack on than I did the first hike without my pack on at all. Wow. And that was a big deal. And I felt and, and just we were hiking in the Smoky Mountains, which was higher climbs, and I was it was an entirely different experience. First of all, the weather was way better, the views were way better, and I felt like a different person. And Rob, we both he was he was like, dude, this is a complete you are a completely different person than the first hike. And it was so encouraging. And that just kept me driving more and more to where I was up. I can, I w- I'm up to running like 10 miles now. I weigh less than I did when I went to college like seven or eight years ago. Uh, and the records, I've been selling those. I sold those, and I work multiple jobs. And then, it, But the thing about it is preparing for the Appalachian Trail, you're, you're carrying everything you have on your back, your tent, your stove, your food, your water, literally everything you need and going on those practice hikes and the section hikes and you just see what you need versus what you want all that and so it really shows you like in my life like at first selling these records was this huge sacrifice and now I don't know why I hadn't already done it and I've been getting rid of stuff (laughs) like my even my clothes it's like I have so many clothes so so preparing and just in that way just it really shows you what you need and so just 
my goal was to to hike the Appalachian Trail, and once I get out there, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna really learn something about myself, and and I'll find myself, and all that. Which mm-hmm. the truth is, I haven't even started yet, and I've already learned so much about myself, and I've learned what I can do because I just am constantly telling my friends who are like, wow, you've lost all this weight or you've made these changes. And I'm over here like, dude, if I can do this, anyone can do this because I was the laziest, most selfish person I know, (laughs) you know? And so it it just really goes to show that you decide to do something like this and I have drive to do something. Whereas before I didn't have, even when I was at my job, I didn't have drive. I didn't, I was just spinning even there. And then it all came to a head and then I moved back home and then I felt the same way. But just preparing for this has been one of the greatest journeys of my life. Mm-hmm. And just just getting my gear and, and, and I'm constantly reading and watching videos and documentaries and all the stuff about the Appalachian Trail and it's always getting me really excited. And, and obviously whenever I talk to someone, I tell them, I like, and they freak. They're like, "What? You're gonna? You're doing it by yourself?" It's always the same question. It's like, "You're doing it by yourself?" And how are you gonna carry food and all this stuff? But I didn't know any of that stuff either when I decided to do this. I, I was. It was all new to me. But now I have this drive and and this motivation. And people have been so supportive. Um, it's been. It's just truly been an incredible experience. In fact, I recently had the opportunity. There was a. There was a. a sponsorship called the Badger Sponsorship from a really renowned Appalachian Trail-related website, and they gave away all this stuff. And essentially, I applied for it. I made a little video, and I ended up getting in the top 12, and then I shared it with my friends. And the only reason I say any of that was just the amount of people that were sharing and and telling people to vote for me and the things people were saying about me was so encouraging, and it really showed me, like, my family is so supportive, my friends are so supportive. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought I was in the worst place I'd ever been in my life, but I'm realizing I'm in one of the best places I've ever been in my life. And I'm a very blessed person. Even if I wasn't doing this thing, I have so much to be thankful for. Um, yeah, and we'll have that video in the show notes, too, in case you guys yeah, for want sure. to see that. Um, you talked a little bit about, like, you've learned a lot about yourself. Like, tell us a little bit more. Like, what have you learned about yourself? And, like, what have you learned about, like, in life in general? Yeah, I, uh, I've i always considered myself a person who I would have a lot of ideas and goals and things that I would love to do, but I would always give up. Like, for example, like the weight loss thing. I've been trying to do that for years. Like, I'd tried insanity. I've done P90X. I've done low-carb diets. I've done extreme, all these things. And I always thought, I'm just not a person that is able to do that. I, I just don't have drive. I'm very much in the moment. And what I learned about myself, just in that specific experience, is I can. And and not just me, but anyone. Like one of the things that I did that was really cool was it, I decided to make a make this like a lifestyle change. So it wasn't like, all right, one day I'm like working out for six hours a day and then I'm going to, you know, only eat well, vegetables and green beans or whatever. Um, it was just a gradual thing. I started, I did an app, an app called Couch to 5K and I did Weight Watchers. So that the way that works is like Couch to 5K, you the first week, you'd walk for like three minutes and then jog for 60 seconds and go back and forth in each week. Mm-hmm. And I started learning, like, there would be days where I did, like, and obviously it's getting more and more where you're running more and more. And there would be days I just didn't want to do it, but I would just do it anyway. And that, when you do something like that, you learn that before, what feels good is sitting around eating potato chips and watching TV and not doing anything. 
what I learned is, for example, on Thanksgiving Day, I was going to skip it because I was like, it's Thanksgiving Day, whatever. I'm going to eat and blah, blah, blah. But then I decided to run and I ended up running 10 miles that day, which I had never done. And I felt better than I ever had. So you learn that, you know, maybe not doing something that's really hard and that you don't want to do is going to pay off so much more. That's something everybody knows. Mm -hmm. But to actually experience it is euphoric. And so I learned that that I can do if 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 I set out to do something and I actually try to do it without it just coming. My whole life I've always wanted to just things that happen and be really great at stuff, but without trying. But I learned, well, hey, if I try for something, maybe I can accomplish something. And another thing I learned is that I need drive. Uh, like when I was when I was at, at my like when I left my job for those few months that I didn't have any, like even at my job, I didn't realize that I was constantly working towards something. When I wasn't working towards anything, it was awful. It, it was making things worse. And I learned that, okay, give me this goal, hike the Appalachian Trail. That gave me a direction. It gave me a purpose and it gave me drive. And I realized that's something I personally need. And not only to do that, but to, to help others. I've learned, I'm constantly talking to people about following their dreams because so many people have things in their life that they want to do that they can do that they'll never do. And I've learned that, that things are way more attainable. Like start, like here's an example. I, you know how badly I want to start a podcast. <laughs> I've thought of podcast ideas. I listen to all these podcasts. I even had, a, I even had one for the Appalachian Trail. And that's another example. Like I said, I've learned all the stuff about myself. I'm still not perfect because I haven't started a single podcast. I've had three different friends and we were like, this is the podcast. This is the title. This is what we're going to do. And that's as far as we ever got. But you guys started a podcast. You dreamed, you said back way back in May. And you did it. Like so many people are, people feel trapped. Like I went to college and I have this degree that I don't know if I'll ever use. And people sometimes feel trapped by that. Like, well, this is what I have. This is what I'm like, no, like you can still do other things. You can still work towards your dreams. You just have to make the decision to, to actually do it. Even when it's hard or you don't want to. And a lot of that is just stuff anyone could say or, or no, I just did air quotes for you as listening. (laughs) Um, He's very animated, by the way. I know. I I do that. I'm doing it right now. I wish you guys could see it. It's fun. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. But uh, (laughs) no, I guess I've learned that when you actually work and when you actually try and and do the work, things pay off. And I haven't even stepped my first step on Springer Mountain. That's where you start in Georgia. Uh, But I've already learned all that. And hopefully I'm learning more. And and just I've learned the value. that's, That's a big one. I've learned the value of my life and the people in it. Um, I've recognized my family, my friends. So many people are so supportive, and I recognize not everyone has that, but I've learned that even when I felt really down on myself and that like I wasn't, didn't have a purpose or didn't have any friends, I felt I was wrong. And uh, I've learned to be thankful for what you have, even if you're in a place in life that you don't feel as great or where you want to be, you, you're typically a lot better off than you realize. So that's, that's a few of the things I've learned. Yeah. Talk about the importance of like having that support system and like how oh, much that has helped you. It's been huge for the big, the biggest example would be Rob. Uh, he is like legitimately having a personal trainer. <laughs> like He's got the kind of personality where whatever he's into, he's obsessed with it. So that kind of person, I don't necessarily have that. 
like to the level that he does, but he he knows so much about the Appalachian Trail. So he's been there with me, going on my hikes with me, helping me get gear, helping me with even mapping stuff out or struggling with doubt. I mean, anything you can think of, he is like my guy. And I don't know if I could have come this far or if I could even be doing this without Rob. Like he's been huge. Another example was even the when I was running, I told you I ran my first 5K with my mom. My mom was super helpful. We were we were in it together. Like we were keeping each other accountable and we would talk to about it every day. And I don't know if I could have run a 5K without her. And then I just won this sponsorship and I guarantee you I couldn't have won that without all my friends. It's not like a bunch of strangers were just like this is the guy. Like it was because so many people were sharing and supporting with me and my whole family, my brother and sister-in-law, my grandparents, my friends and having that support system. I don't know how people how, how people do it. And I recognize there are people that, that don't have the support system that I do. So I don't, when I, when I do this hike, I'm not, it's not just me. I feel like it's, there's so many people behind me that I'm doing this for now. Like initially I just thought it was just me. Like I'm just doing this for me. And that's largely what I'm doing. But now I've realized so many people are, are in it with me. There's a lot of people invested in this. Exactly. Now. A ton of people invested. So I feel like they have, in some ways, just as much ownership as I do. Like, like, and I feel like with this, this Badger sponsorship, I got a lot of people really excited about that because they've been excited for me, but they feel like, hey, this is a way I can be a part of this. And that was just really cool, and I love that so many people are on board. Like everyone I run into now, I'll see them, and they're like, hey, congratulations, I voted for you for the thing. I'm like, when do you leave? And they're asking me questions about it, and they're really, they're really interested in it. Mm-hmm. And so... Just like those examples and so many more, I could just go on and on of people supporting me has been huge. Like I'm the kind of person that needs that support. Have you encountered much resistance? Like people like thinking, why are you doing this or something like that? Yeah, there's definitely people that don't get it. I, not not as much blatant, like you shouldn't do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Initially, the biggest resistance I got was uh, when, I, when I told my grandparents, and I think they were just worried. I remember my grandma just looking at me like, so when is it that you're doing this? Why are you doing this? Are you sure are you, you want to do get this? Eaten by a bear? Oh, and that's the thing. I mean, like, who knows? Exactly. Like, bears have to eat too. Bears eat. You know, there's snakes. <laughs> it gets dark. And then, and some people. And that, that's another one of the most common questions I get. It's like, are you taking a gun? Are you taking a knife? There's crazy people out there. Um, but it's not as much like you shouldn't do this. Most people are really happy for me, but people are worried. And I think some people are more than others. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you can, but I have put in so much time into this. I think people are starting to realize, like, okay, he's serious about this. I mean, he's done a lot. But not really, not a whole lot, honestly. I mean, I'm sure it's out there, but, and people are question, like to ask questions that are seemingly doubtful. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, people have been really supportive. Cool. So um, if, I mean, so I'm not sure there's probably a ton of people who are like, man, I want to go out and hike the Appalachian Trail. Oh, yeah. But as you were saying... You know, this is like a dream of yours. And Absolutely. As you were saying earlier, we all have dreams that we want to pursue. If, like, you were going to give a couple of pieces of advice to someone about pursuing their dream, what would you tell them? I would say start slow. So a lot of times people want to just get, just do it, just get everything done. And that can be overwhelming. Or they want to get somewhere quicker than they can. For example, I decided to do this in February, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it would have been really easy for me to be like, all right, I'm going to leave it next month. <laughs> but I couldn't leave next month. Sometimes, yeah. so patience is important. 
but also um, not letting that overwhelm you because a lot of, like I was saying earlier, a lot of times people think they're just trapped or they can't, like they think I want to hike the Appalachian Trail or I want to move to the other side of the country or I want to get a, a different job or a dream job. And they think, well, I could never do that. Or maybe they keep saying, well, maybe, but they don't. In, in the meantime, they just become complacent. That's what I was. That's what I've been doing for years. Was I was just complacent. So my advice would be: just start small. Start asking questions. Start talking to people who have done whatever it is you want to do. Like that's what I did with Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, start. Maybe think of a plan. Like, okay, if I were to do this, just write down some things. Like, well, I would need to get the money. Um, for my, for me, I would need to get in shape. I need to prepare. I need to get my gear. I'm um, just. Look, and then another thing that we have in this day and age is the internet, which most people haven't had. And there is any YouTube video out there you can imagine of whatever it is your dream is. Someone's done it. Someone's doing it. Someone's failed at it. Whatever. There's blogs. There's so many resources out there. And it's just at the click of a button. And and people spend a lot of time on Facebook and, you know, the YouTube train. The other day, me and Rob were, I got a GoPro. (laughs) And so we started watching GoPro videos on YouTube, and like two hours later, we're watching these crazy, like the eight most horrific things that ever happened on a GoPro, like shark attacks and stuff. <laughs> it got really like dark and twisted, but like YouTube can be like it can do that, but it can also be a really valuable tool. And so like I just think things are more attainable than people realize, mm-hmm. even if it's bigger than, even if it's switching jobs or buying your dream house or or getting or starting a podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Things are. Things are attainable. You just have to maybe not want, maybe not just have to, maybe not just have the desire to completely do it right now and change everything the next day. But hey, like this is something I can work towards. I can still keep doing whatever it is I'm doing. I don't have to do it right now, but work towards it because not only does that make it more realistic, but that also makes it, it gives you drive. Like, hey, I'm working towards something and working towards something, in my opinion, and that's something else I've learned, is just as great as getting to whatever it is you're working towards awesome if people want to like follow along with your journey what's the best way that they can uh do yeah that? i'm on i'm on all social media under my name ethan amarine so i have a website blog called ethanamarine.com i'm on instagram twitter facebook all ethan amarine i'm also going to be blogging for the trek.co which is who I won the, sp- the sponsorship from. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just if you just Google my name, which I'm sure will be in your podcast notes, yep. Ethan Amarine, and I can give you the links to all that stuff. Um, yeah, I'll be posting pictures and blogs and hopefully some video. So people definitely, because like I said earlier, so many people are invested in this, so people are definitely going to be coming along for the journey. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll be all over the Internet. I can't guarantee how often I'll be because every now and again. Yeah. You know, I am hiking the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, you may not. (laughs) (laughs) So it won't be all the time, but I'll definitely be out there and people can definitely follow along. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. So Ethan is actually going to get started with his hiking of the Appalachian Trail um, this Friday on March 17th. And he'd love to hear from you before he heads out on his hike. You know, you can um, hit him up on his blog at ethanamarine.com or on social media as well. Todd, what was one of your big takeaways from our interview with Ethan? Well, one of the things that I kept hearing over and over again is that hard work is hard work. Um, for a lot of us, we think of <clears throat> different companies that seem to have just sprung up overnight and like they just 
come about and it almost seems like they just popped out of the ground. Or we see people um, doing these total body transformations where they go, where they lose like a million pounds and it's like amazing. But one of the things that, that, that we don't often see is the hard work that goes into attaining your goal or, at, or, or being able to live out or live in your dream. Um, and, and that's what really I got from, from, from hearing um, Ethan talk is hard work is hard work. And, and if we're going to be about the business of chasing our dreams, we need to understand that it's going to take work to accomplish it. Yeah, and on our next episode, we're actually going to talk about a couple of people who have to go through that hard work of accomplishing something great. On our next episode, we're actually going to be talking about um, the Wright Brothers. And we're going to be talking about um, the book by David McCullough. And so the best way to make sure that you don't miss our next episode is by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes or on the podcast app that you use. And if you want to see some of our key takeaways from this episode, check out our show notes. So show notes are a great way to be able to kind of just follow along with what we're talking about. It's really like somebody going through and taking a highlighter and just highlighting things in the podcast. And so all that you have to do is whenever you go and um, when you go into iTunes or whatever you use, there's a section that you can see what's called the show notes. And so when you go in, you're going to see quotes that, that, that are come from the podcast um, that you can actually tweet that you can actually tweet out or, or, or put on social media. You can see um, any links to any uh, websites or links to any books that were mentioned or other podcasts that were mentioned. We basically put all of the information that you could potentially use after you've listened to this podcast. We've put it all in one spot. But the cruel thing is, is you don't even have to do it afterwards. You can actually look at the, be looking at this stuff and reading some of this stuff while you're listening. And it's just a really great tool to help just enhance your experience as you're listening to what we're talking about for that day. Yeah, and if this podcast has helped you in any way, leave us a rating or write a review of our podcast on iTunes. If you want to continue the conversation, you can like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at the Learners Corner. Or follow us on Twitter, and our handle is at Learners Podcast. Until next time, keep learning and keep growing.